Welcome into the Off the Post podcast. My name is Nick DeLion with my co-host Lucas Tashi. Today we have come back from our break. We're ready to talk about what happened in the Champions League, the Europa League, all the major five leagues. We're going to get into some World Cup qualifying and then we're going to hit you guys with some transfers that have already happened. We hope you guys enjoy the show. Lucas, we're back. We're back. Jam-packed show for you guys this week. There's so much to catch up on. Nick was is tan right now, making me look like I'm so white because he was in Spain for two and a half weeks watching the Real Madrid final match day, watching his heroes up close and personal, and then watching the Champions League final. So that's why we took a break. But man, Nick, Nick has got a lot of stories to tell you about where he was, how his game was, and what he experienced in Spain. But we can save that for another time because because we got a jam-packed show this week. We missed everything from the last match day across all the top leagues to the Champions League final. Crazy. So how do you want to go about it, Nick? Uh, I feel like we should go into the leagues first, right? Uh, talk about the leagues briefly, uh, the fourth place finishes, the relegated sides, which, you know, I, we really want to talk about because I, I, love, I love what happened in the, the Premier League. I thought it was insane. And, uh, and then we can talk about, you know, the, the European competitions, the club competitions, and then finally end with, I think, World Cup qualifying because that was the most recent. There's really, you know, World Cup qualifying will, will probably end up being the quickest because... We've already we already did a big recap where we talked about who qualified and stuff, so we won't spend uh, too much time on that. But we should really start with the leagues, Lucas. So uh, should we I'll, start with the leagues that we just already discussed earlier in May that we knew we we're gonna win? Yeah. And then we get into the leagues that were still tight. Yeah, I agree. I think we should start with Liga. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no surprise there, right? Uh, we we have PSG winning the league and uh, it wasn't it wasn't really too close. No, not at all. Yeah. So so I just feel like for them, you know, you had uh, you had a good time watching uh, them, you know, really basically smash everybody. Messi had a good campaign assist wise, did not reach his goal scoring potential, but regardless, they still finished 15 points ahead. Uh, 90 goals scored. Uh, Lucas, you want to hear something that's crazy? I'm going to run through the table. Marseille finishes second, Monaco finishes third, and Rennes finishes fourth. Marseille and Rennes, Lucas, have, uh, I believe, on average for total squads, like two of like the top ten youngest teams in, in Europe uh, or in the big five, right? So, so really impressive for these two young teams to make the top four. Rennes, even though they finished fourth, they scored 82 goals. So they scored eight goals less than uh than psg and only conceded four more so their goal difference is was 42 right only 12 off of psg i mean lucas i look at i look at next year and i i kind of uh feel like ren would be a good team to to bet on to compete with psg for the title just based on those stats right nothing really else to talk about a little disappointed us right leon disappointed us uh mets bordeaux you know, both of those teams relegated. Bordeaux, historically great team, right? Like, we remember the team where uh, Gorkouf and Shamak like, won the league on title. 
St. Etienne, a uh, historically great team, relegated as well. I think, actually, I'm pretty sure they got relegated because they had a playoff. They did get relegated. They right? did get relegated. And I actually wanted to touch on uh, St. Etienne because did you see what happened at their stadium, at their pitch, after yeah. they got relegated? They lost their minds, yeah. The fans went nuts. Like, they absolutely destroyed that pitch. They stormed it. They broke it down. Like, they really broke this the stadium like yeah. and it was scary scenes like they were throwing flares left and right typical from from french fans and we'll get into this when we talk about the champions league final but i mean it's just a shame to see what's happened there i agree i agree entirely with everything that you said um i just i just thought it was insane great for oxair right because oxair has been historically a really good club uh they had they had one coach historically he had coached them for almost like 30 years for the entire time and had performed well in league on before uh, you know that coach retired and they got relegated so great for them that they come up but I I entirely uh, totally agree with you Lucas totally yeah. agree um, now before we go into the Bundesliga could I just talk on PSG quickly because there's a lot going on with PSG and this isn't necessarily transfer news yeah but with PSG the big talking point is Kylian Mbappe's stay. Yep. And with him staying comes a huge contract that he has, but he has a lot more power. Uh, so there are rumors going on now that Pochettino is going to get the sack and then they're going to bring in Zidane yep. as their new manager. So a lot of crazy stuff going on with PSG. But I'm genuinely so surprised he decided to stay at PSG, especially given the fact that Real Madrid were offering a little bit more salary-wise than PSG were. So just craziness. Uh, it's just the power. He's yeah. still young, so he can still go to Real Madrid later on. But I think there's going to be a little bit of bitterness from the Real Madrid board to get him to join now. I agree. Uh, I mean, I agree 100% with everything that you said. So, so there's they, PSG is trying to convince Zidane to to join, right? They want him. He is from Marseille, and Marseille despises PSG. Like he, they have mirrors of Zidane all over Marseille, uh, and that's that's part of the reason why he is unsure about joining. He he doesn't know if he could do that for to them, even though he never really exactly played for them. Uh, I know he definitely for sure wants the French national team job. Mm. I think that when it comes to PSG, I think I don't – it's not that I don't see it happening. I just think that he will need a lot of convincing to take on uh, that kind of project because he may not have a lot of say or a lot of power in that position. And he came from coaching Real Madrid where he was also sort of in the same situation. And uh, – and it's going to be difficult for him to want to be in that same spot. I think he would want to have some more control when it comes to coaching and transfers and not really be uh, working for Mbappe, quote unquote. Not to say that that would happen, but like I just feel like that's the vibe coming from there and there, right? That Mbappe gets whatever he wants from that club. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I could tell you, because they, they appointed Luis Campos uh, to be the, a football advisor to replace Leonardo. I thought that was an incredibly great hire on their part because of the, the wonders that he's worked with Lil, the players that he's found and scouted that they purchased, that they sold for high profits. You know, Pepe, uh, who has been not good for Arsenal, that sold for like 72 million pounds. Uh, Osman, 
you know, like just like a, like a number of, of really good players that have gone. Renato Sanchez. Yeah. Uh, so so I just feel like for for them that's a great great uh, deal. Uh, to touch on that point that that you mentioned, right? Uh, I mean, Mbappe going to Madrid in the future, I don't know if it'll happen now, just because uh, he basically burned them. You know what I mean? He created a comic book where he he was a superhero and he his dream is to play for Real Madrid. He had uh, pictures of him with all those posters of players from Real Madrid uh, when he was younger. So all of it just seems like uh, he sold it for money. There's this crazy report, right, where uh, basically like he uh, apologizes to to Real Madrid or, or and stuff like that, right? And uh, the, a, a reporter who's tier one for for Real Madrid basically Perez's mouthpiece gets a quote from Perez, and Perez says, "No, I'm sorry that they took your dream away from you." Like he says it like that. So to me, that says that when Perez is going to be the president the entire time, that that they're probably not going to look towards signing Mbappe again. Yeah, yeah, I we'll see. And, anything and, could happen, really, anything could happen. I mean, we've seen Messi go to PSG. Yeah. So. Uh, two, just two quick points before we 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 go uh, out of here. Wherever Mbappe goes, if he wants to journey out from PSG, and I believe he'll go to a different club before his prime is over, the wage demands that he's going to get are going to be so ridiculous, so ridiculous if he continues on this trend. And it's going to be difficult to see, like, who's going to pay for that because very few teams will, you know what I mean? And uh, that'll be interesting to see. Also, before we go, shout out to my boy, Will Saliba, first team. Uh, he made the League One team of the season, had like the most passes, most tackles, uh, highest completion percentage for a defender, all this stuff. Crushed it absolutely this year. Uh, he's going to come back for Arsenal and going to be in the rotation for center back. So, you know, well done. Successful loan spell. Is he going to start for you guys next year? Dude, he's going he's gonna to definitely start some games for us. Something. Definitely going to start. Consistent starter. What's up? Is he going to be a consistent starter? Uh, I mean, I can see him starting around 25 to 30 games next year. Okay. So I think, decent. I, yeah, right? I mean, th- you have if you have three really good center backs, you can expect them all to start around that time, especially if you have a good rotation going. So he will I, – I will be surprised if he starts less than 25 games. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Now, right. going back to the Bundesliga, I mean, this is going to be the quickest. You said earlier that the quickest conversation is going to be World Cup qualifiers. Bundesliga is going to be the quickest conversation. Uh, It's the same thing every single year. You have Bayern finishing in first, Dortmund finishing in second, Leverkusen actually finished in third, Leipzig ended up finishing in fourth. Those are the top four getting that Champions League. And like, come on, we knew these teams were pretty much going to get relegated again because they got promoted last year. (laughs) Armenia and then Hertha actually is a surprise um relegation but but they they made it they, oh, they, did they yeah they won the playoff against hamburger sv oh so they're still in they're still in baby all right i like that i like that so anyways i don't know what else to say about the bundesliga there's really just so much consistency here i know we're gonna ask this again uh once it gets closer to the season right and uh, we preview the bundesliga but do you see Bayern repeating again this next year? Uh, come on. <laughs> come on. Dortmund lost their 
top goal scorer. Bayern may lose their top goal scorer. Bayern may lose their top goal scorer. Very interesting. All, they also they also may get somebody else. They also may get Mane. True. True. So you never know what's gonna happen. But no, Bayern are just so dominant. Like they're they're way too good. Uh, even after losing David Alaba last year, they just didn't miss a step. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, I do want to look at the Bundesliga team of the season real quick because I feel like uh, it'll be cool to just go over. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if it's even been released. We, we're for sure going to go over the – oh, okay. It came in. The EA Sports Bundesliga team of the year is here, right? Uh, Nor, no surprise there. Yeah. Right? Uh, Alfonso Davis, no surprise there. <laughs> also, wait, let me say something on, on, on Alfonso Davies. Go he's going to go into his prime way quicker than expected because he's a single man. Absolutely. He's going to go beast mode now. Absolutely. Totally agree. We're, we are huge uh, Alfonso Davies fans on this yes. podcast. 100%. All right, Evan uh, Indica from Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, Nico Schlotterbeck from Freiburg, David Rahm from Hoffenheim. Uh, Schlotterbeck is a great center back because he's going to Dortmund, I think, next year. He's 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 fabulous. He Drew Bellingham also fabulous. Kimmich fabulous. Florian Wirtz a monster, a monster uh, from Leverkusen. He's going to go play for a big club and he's going to dominate. I rate him higher than I rate Kai Havertz. Uh, uh, yeah, I do. Holland, Lewandowski, and uh, Christopher Nkuku are 2021-2022 Bundesliga Player of the Season. Who's I, yeah. I think I think the Player of the Season was Nkuku, if it is Lewandowski. But like, it, I mean, it is Lewandowski. He's gonna be the Player of the Season. Just no, because. no, no. They they announced it as Nkuku. I ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so if you go to his uh, if you go to his Wikipedia page, he's rated as the the Player of the I mean, of the season. And honestly, I'm a huge fan of him. Huge fan. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get a big money contract, too, this year. I agree. Yeah, he may move to PSG because he, he's actually a fan of the club. He grew up around those parts. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain is the ones that sold him. He was getting game time before he moved to, to Leipzig, right? But yeah, um, just super cool. Super cool. Shall we move on? We shall move on. Okay. To La Liga, which, I mean, we touched on the top three already. Uh, not the top three, actually, the top two, where we knew Real Madrid would win the league. We knew Barca would finish second. Atletico Madrid actually overtook Sevilla third place because um, Sevilla just went on a four-game uh, streak of tying every single game. And meanwhile, Atleti, on the other hand, went win-win, draw-win. So impressive the fact that they were able to make that ground. Uh, they finished with 71 points. Sevilla finished with 70. The same four teams that finished in the Champions League spots last year, finishing in the Champions League spots this year. So no surprise there. But uh, when it comes to relegation, you have Granada, Levante, and Alaves. Nick, you know more about how these teams do in terms of relegation and consistency. The one who surprised me the most is probably Levante. Okay. But you tell me. I mean, listen, I think uh, 
overall, Levante, like this is the kind of like their history. They stay up for a few seasons. They go down for a few seasons, but they're going to come up again. Uh, Lucas, I think, I mean, I think Cat is escaping uh, and Granada getting relegated instead is, is what ended up really, really shocking me. Because if you, if you think back to a few weeks ago, um, Cadiz was in the relegation zone. They had lost to Real Madrid. They end up getting four points from their final two games, whereas Granada gets only one point. And that causes, you know, Cadiz to, to, to basically stay up by one point. And they had the goal difference by, by one goal, too. So to me, that's super shocking. Mallorca was horrible, horrible this year. So bad, Lucas. Like, it, it, it was unbelievable how many times they lost. For them to get seven points out of their last three games, uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable to me that this team stayed up. I don't know how they did it, Lucas, because they were so bad. <laughs> and it's it's so crazy to me that they that they ended up staying up. Uh, that's that's the most shocking for me. Mallorca and Cata staying up, Granada going down. If if I had to pick, really, I, I would have for sure thought Mallorca would have been the team that uh, that got relegated. Uh, other than that, Lucas, I feel like everything that ended up happening here was pretty standard, except for Atletico Madrid. Uh, they had a very disappointing season by their standards, especially considering the fact that they won last year. Uh, but other than that, I don't really, uh, I don't really see anything too difficult from here. The thing that's unfortunate with, for them uh, is that. Is that there's no I haven't seen anything that's official. The closest thing that I see is uh, is the La Liga Santander team of the season uh, as voted by uh, you know fans, and mm-hmm. this is this is presented by by EA too. So there's some legitimately legitimacy to this uh, this team, and I'll read it to you. Uh, there's Jules Conde, Marcos Acuna from Sevilla, who's been really good. Courtois, Alaba, Militao, Madrid, uh, Benzema, Vinicius Jr. Nabil Fekker, Sergio Canales, uh, Raul de Thomas, who uh, is should get signed by a big club, in my opinion. Really good striker for Espanol. Uh, Ronald Araujo, who's been a great for Barcelona. Pedri, who's also been great for Barcelona. João Felix, honestly, had a breakout season, in my opinion, for, for Atletico. And uh, he's going to be like the primary player going forward for them, especially with Suarez's contract being up. And then finally, uh, Iker Munayin from Bilbao. So those, that's the squad. It's not really a starting 11, but that's the, the best that I could find. Whenever I've, I find a better one, I'll, I'll announce it and maybe we'll talk about it. Sounds good. Anything else before we jump into the Serie A? No, no, let's do it. Serie A, I think this was the most exciting league um, all season because you really didn't know who was going to win the league. Up until the last point, it was still three teams fighting for it. It was Napoli, it was Milan, and it was Inter. And man, what a finish uh, Milan had. Five-game win streak. They went rampage. They were fantastic in the best form. And for the first time after 11 years, since 2011, Milan win the Scudetto. And really well-deserved. They had a fantastic campaign. They were. You're gonna. I'm gonna talk about the team of the season, and it was stacked with Milan players. You lose Gigi Donnarumma, and then you end up getting Mike Mannion, and he ends up being the goalkeeper of the season. That's just incredible business. And then you have 
you have players who have just stepped up. So really fantastic work by Milan to win the league. I mean, this was as tight as it gets. It, it's a seven-point difference between Milan and Napoli, but Napoli were still in it up until, I want to say, the first week of May. Yeah. But, wow. So Milan finishing in first, Inter second, Napoli third, and then Juve, after that horrendous start that they had, ended up finishing in fourth. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you entirely. Lucas, I want to cover... Uh, I want to cover a different story here. Ooh. So, uh, Natana, uh was bottom of the table about, like, I mean, two months ago. Bottom of the table. They go on one of the craziest runs that I've ever seen in, uh, in like, relegation battle history, right? They beat Sampdoria. They beat Udinese. They beat Fiorentina. They draw with Atlanta. They beat Venezia. They draw with Calgary. They get someone sent off. And then, uh, and then they draw with Empoli. So they they essentially went on like an unbelievable unbeaten streak of like eight games to to basically clinch the fact that they don't have releg- they don't get relegated. They lost the last game of the season, uh, and Calgary drew. So that resulted in them staying up despite having the worst goal difference in the league at minus one uh, at, at minus forty five. They conceded seventy eight goals this campaign, which was the most. And uh, they also scored 33, which was the second least, and they somehow stayed up. So totally cool story, in my opinion. Love that for them. Uh, biggest disappointment, I think we both agree, at Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Because they were, they were competing for fourth place. Yeah. And then they ended up finishing in eighth, not even in a European spot. They basically um, swapped spots with Juventus. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, the most impressive team besides Milan winning obviously Roma you have to call them out have to because last year they were not well doing well whatsoever Tammy Abraham I think striker of the season for uh the Serie A he had a fantastic season scoring goals left and right for them and to be honest if it wasn't for him they probably wouldn't finish in the Europa League spot for next season and I mean we're gonna get into it as well but I uh, they had the Europa Conference League as well. We'll get into that result. But overall, Jose Mourinho in his first season at Roma, very successful season. Great job. Uh, great job. I feel like this season was a redemption season for him. Yeah. If you look at the, the results of uh, Tottenham before they appointed Conte and, and Manchester United this past season and how, what he did with Roma, it kind of uh, validated the fact that he's still a good coach, in my opinion. And I feel like he's in the perfect spot for him, honestly. The perfect spot for him. I, I love this spot for him. Yeah, I love this spot for him. I hope he stays on uh, as coach and continues. And we'll see what happens with them next year. Hopefully they can continue uh, continue this growth. And, I mean, winning trophies for Roma is, like, is a big deal. Because yeah, they, have, they, they don't win often. I agree, 100%. And they used to be historically great. And they used to win all the time. And that's they've fallen off. So... Uh, I love that for that, and uh, I'll be rooting for them, and we'll see what happens. Do you want to go into the yeah. team? So going into the uh, footballitalia.net team of the season, which you know it's very reliable. Um, this is essentially uh, Italians going through and giving their uh, team of the season. It's primarily AC Milan players. Not surprised whatsoever. Uh, you have Mike uh, Mannion, 
in the back goalie. Di Lorenzo from Napoli, Bremer from Torino, Tamari from AC Milan, who was snubbed in the England uh, team. He should be a starter in that English, England center back. He needs to be in the World Cup for them. Theo Hernandez from AC Milan, left back. Fantastic season. Man, he has stepped up so much. Both the Hernandez brothers have really been world-class left backs Great. and also center backs because Lucas Hernandez at Bayern plays center back sometimes. Perisic, uh, left mid, who we're going to talk about later on. Tenali from AC Milan. Milinkovic-Savic Milinkovic, uh, from Lazio. Berardi from Sassuolo. Immobile and Rafael Leao, who is going to get a big, big, big money move very soon. I don't think it's this summer, maybe next summer, but he is going to be a fantastic player for years to come. I agree. Leao is also the Serie A player of the season. Um, he just to add to to what you're saying, right? This is the this upcoming season is the last year of his contract, so AC Milan is looking to. Uh, either sell him now or they made a contract proposal. So uh, they gave him a contract offer. Either he signs on, yeah. continues, right, or or uh, he ends up getting sold. Dude, Milinkovic Savage is so good. I would love to see him uh, for another team. I, and I know this is this is a horrible thing to say to to people who who are Lazio fans and stuff. But uh, I mean, he's he's a monster. I just feel like he spent such a long time at that club, and I would just love to see how he plays in a different league, you know, in the Prem or or in La Liga or something like that. He'd be a monster either way in my eyes. Bremer, uh, to add on before we move on, Bremer is going to move. Uh, he is outstanding for, for Torino, and it looks like he might go to, uh, to Inter. That's what it's looking like. Inter wants to offload one of their center backs. Uh, and uh, it looks like whoever they offload, they're going to replace it with Bremer. And, and then he's going to continue the trend of Inter doing great business. I would say one thing. I would put Tammy Abraham in that striker position over Immobile. Okay. Tammy, I mean, he turned his season around. They thought he was done after Chelsea. But in the city, uh, 17 goals and four assists. Come on, man. Um, it, it secured him a English a spot in the English national team again. He really needed to be in that uh, team of the season. But other than that, I can't complain about this. Yeah. I agree with what you say about Milinkovic Savic. He is a fantastic center defensive mid who just is a rock on that in that team. For me, Lucas, I would probably keep Immobile. Uh, I know, like, he gets a majority of his goals from from penalties and stuff but to score 27 and 31 and to to win his like third consecutive scoring title I think I think you just have to I would personally uh replace Berardi with Abraham uh just because I you know Berardi is really good but like I just feel like Abraham had the the better season uh but other than that I think it's time we move on to the prem don't you think all right so yes, let's get into it. Your 2021-2022 Premier League champions are Manchester City. Uh, it ended up being a little bit tighter than we expected because Man City ended up drawing the second to last uh, game of the season against West Ham, which opened up the opportunity for Liverpool to, uh, to maybe win it, right? And 
if you if you guys recall, Man City ended up being down two nothing to Aston Villa, and uh, came back within the last fifteen minutes to win three two and to win the the Premier League, which I think is an astounding comeback in my opinion. Uh, they finished top with 93. Liverpool finished second with 92. It's very rare that you see a team with 92 points that doesn't win the uh, the Premier League. I believe they're one of the five uh, top teams to score like the most points in the Premier League and not win the title. Then in third, you have Chelsea with 74. And in fourth place, you have the Tottenham Hotspurs, who lit it on fire while Arsenal collapsed. Uh, I mean, they took it to Arsenal, and then Arsenal still had a point advantage, and Arsenal go and lose to Newcastle, uh, which causes Tottenham to take fourth place, and then, you know, that ends up happening. Uh, Tottenham fully deserve it. They had the best run uh, in the second half of the season compared to Arsenal, and I feel like with Arsenal, their team is just a little bit too young, a little bit too inexperienced, but if you told Arsenal fans that they would get fifth place at the start of the season after finishing eighth, they would 100% would have taken it. Uh, Manchester United finished sixth. The thing that shocks me about this is that they could have really finished seventh and been in the Conference League. And and Lucas, West Ham also losing saved you guys. (laughs) Saved you guys the embarrassment of of being in the Conference League. Uh, Finished with zero goal difference, which is crazy to me. Uh, got stomped by Southampton too, of all clubs. Or actually, no, not Southampton. Excuse me, oh, Brighton. Oh. Brighton of all clubs. Oh yeah. Um, but other than that, I want to get into the relegation battle. Before and we get to the relegation battle, okay. let's talk about that final championship day. Because okay. It was literally the 70th minute. Man City were losing two nil against Aston Villa, and we thought it was Liverpool's title. We thought it was 100% Liverpool's title. There's no way that City are going to score three goals in 20 minutes to win the league. And what do they do? They score three goals in 20 minutes. The turnaround was unreal. The absolute scenes that the Etihad saw, bro, like, you couldn't make that stuff up. No, man. No, man. I love Pep's quote saying that he, like, called uh, Ancelotti. And like asked for he or he talked to Real Madrid for advice and stuff on that comeback. Yeah. Uh, it just I mean Pep's a great manager. You know he has a good sense of humor. Him and Klopp are clearly the two best managers in uh, the Premier League. They're they're cut above everyone else, despite the fact that there are great managers in the Premier League everywhere now. Um, but yeah, Lucas. I mean overall, it's gonna it's gonna probably be again these two teams next season unless something changes, right? So we'll we'll see what happens from here. Uh, I, I do want to talk about the relegation battle now. Uh, Burnley, Watford, and Norwich City going down. You'll love to see it, uh, <laughs> unless you're one of those fans. But Leeds United and Everton survive. Lucas, I remember after the transfer window, I was so down on Everton because they had one of the worst transfer windows that I've ever seen. They survived. They had a great run. Credit to them for staying up. We both at one point thought that Everton, I thought that Everton was going to go down. You thought that Leeds was going to go down. It's great to see that neither of them went down because they're two historically great clubs that we both respect. And uh, I kind of I kind of love uh, the returning team, uh, 17 teams for next season, along with the three teams that are getting promoted into the Premier League from the championship, right? So just real quick, we have Nottingham Forest 
uh, Fulham and, and Bournemouth coming up. And I, I'm actually like excited to see Nottingham Forest, another historically great club, join in. Uh, and, you know, we'll see what, what ends up happening with these teams. But very interesting run. I want to go into the Premier League team of the season before I get your, your reaction. I was very shocked that Leeds actually made it. Um, but you have to give Jesse Marsh and, and the team a huge, huge oh, shout out because they were way far off. And you knew their goal differential. They would not have been able to do anything well. But having that, staying in the Premier League helps them so much financially because, yes, they make the money from, from the Premier League, but they can make more money now on sales of players like Rafinha. Like, they yep. can sell those players for a lot more, whereas if they're in the championship, they wouldn't sell them for as high because there's no point in, in having them stay. So really impressive for not just Leeds, but Everton. Everton finishing with that two and five with the draw uh, run. It, it was much needed for them. Um, commiserations to Burnley, Norwich and Watford, whatever. <laughs> they did not deserve anything whatsoever. No, I agree entirely with your with your take. I think, um, man, I think Leeds, like, just exactly what you said, an example. Barcelona was going to sign Rafinha. They were going to pay the £25 million release clause that had Leeds been relegated. Instead, now the, relation, uh, the, the release clause is out, like it's off the table. And so the valuation for Rafinha has gone up to, to 50, 60 million pounds now for, for someone to sign him. I believe he's going to go somewhere. I don't know where. Uh, he would be a great fit for, for Barcelona or for Real Madrid or for maybe a Serie A team if they have the finances to sign him. Like, uh, I mean, I would love him on Juventus. You have Rafinha, Vlahovic, and Chiesa up top. It would be really good. The Premier League team of the year, however, uh, we got to just run through this real quick. Alice, uh, which one are you going through? Uh, I'm going the PFA. Uh, so the, the oh, is this a, no, is this the Fans Association? This is the most recent one, right? No, this is the most recent one that was from the, uh, it's the players. Yeah, so I, li- I like this one. This is more legitimate in my eyes. I don't. You I'll don't explain why. Go through the team and I'll explain all why. All right, all right. Yeah, the Professional Footballer. I don't know why I said fan. Professional Footballers Association. Alex, it's a Liverpool and Man City Central, baby. Uh, Alisson as goalkeeper. Alexander-Arnold at right back. Van Dijk at center back. Rudiger, center back. Cancelo at right back. De Bruyne, Thiago, Bernardo Silva, Salah, Ronaldo, Mane. So tell me why. Where you... is young Min Son? I knew you were going to say that. I Where, knew is Where is he? Man, it's so difficult. I would take Bernardo Silva out and put some... Because Bernardo Silva had an unreal season this year. Unreal he, season. He did. He, he did. was very important for Man City. Okay. I would not take Bernardo Silva out. Okay, how about Alexander-Arnold? Yeah, honestly. Okay. I, I, so, like, this is the thing. Bernardo Silva, the reason why people want to take him off, and I kind of see their point... It's because he had such a scorching hot start to the season in terms of goals scored yeah. and he pulled off. But you know what, Lucas, you're you're right because that's not his game. Like that's that's really not his game to score as an adult. He is such a good playmaker and and passer and stuff. So I'm totally okay with leaving him in. Alexander Arnold, uh, I feel like he's just there on name alone. Ronaldo and Salah and Mane. 
Uh, I mean, I would be okay with also replacing Mane with Son. Yep. The reason why I say you don't replace Ronaldo is because he has had performances in the season that no other player has had. He has literally scored hat-tricks to keep his team in the game where I can't say that about any other player. And so, in my opinion, he fully deserves to be there. Yes. Uh, Cancelo, Van Dijk, Rudiger all deserve to be there. Alisson, if you want to make that argument between Alisson or... or, uh, Ederson. Or, or Ederson, or who was who? There was another one. Um, was it Sa? There was another goalkeeper oh, that Jose had, Sa. Yes, had an incredible season with like a high save percentage and and everything. Like, if you want to make the arguments for those, I will hear it. I will totally uh, agree that any of those three could be it. I feel I understand going with Alisson because he he won the the Premier League right, and he had some great saves. I mean, De Bruyne, Thiago, incredible. Incredible players. Uh, so Thiago, uh, but, I would also be more inclined to take out Thiago than Bernardo Silva. I so it's so difficult for me because Thiago is also really good. But ultimately, your point I agree with. Uh, Son deserves to be in there. He also deserves to be in like the top like five at least for for player of the season, right? If not top oh. three. Uh, I mean, like he was placed sixth. I think. I think that's that's absolutely ridiculous in my mind. So, agreed. Uh, I I forgot who won the player of the season. I believe it was Salah. Was it not? It was Salah. Okay. I think he deserves it. So I have no. I, th- I think Salah does, does. He does deserve it. But I would say Son is number two. I I think he, that's fair. I think that's either fair. number two or number three. De Bruyne could be number two. But no matter what, Sun has to be in the nominations. Yes, I agree with that. Real quick before we go, Phil Foden, in my opinion, did not deserve Young Player of the Year uh, at all. I think I think it's uh I think it's such a bad decision. I think Saka or Reese James both deserve the award over him. Uh, I mean Saka, Saka, he won Arsenal Player of the Season. Like he was Arsenal's best player this year, uh, and. He he's gonna be a monster. Like if you don't think this kid is gonna get better next year and the year after that, then you're out of your mind. As far as Foden, I definitely understand because he's so talented and he's gonna start next year for them with Sterling uh, getting pushed out and and them also wanting to have Jesus, uh, you know, sold as well. So I understand that Foden's gonna start probably next year. Yeah, but he only played like twenty games, and and I I just think Saka or Reese James deserved it more. Reese James one hundred percent deserved it more. I think Reese James, because of how important he is when he played, was so much more deserving because every time he stepped foot on the pitch, he made an impact for Chelsea. Yeah, every single time, and when he didn't play, they were hurt not just defensively but attacking wise. So I think I think Reese James definitely deserved it, but no, I I definitely hear your point saying uh, Saka has a good shout. I just think towards the tail end of the season he didn't fully finish it. He yeah. didn't fully perform well, so that's why I would I would be more inclined to say Reese James. But yeah, Foden does not deserve it. I think that's right. And speaking of Chelsea, uh, you you talked about Tamori. I totally agree with you. Chelsea should have never sold him. Uh, and he should have he should be starting for England now. So 100% agree with you on that. Just just a sidetrack. Um, shall we get into the shall we run through the European club competitions real quick All right. go ahead what do you want to start with uh, I mean, conference league we'll talk about that real quick because we already sh- gave a shout to Roma and then winning the conference league so they, they beat uh, 
They'd be Feyenoord. They deserve it. Uh, credit to them. Awesome that they won a European trophy. Jose Mourinho wins all three, the Europa League, the Conference League, the Champions League. It don't matter. He wins it. Yeah, yeah. Going to the Europa final, uh, it went on to penalties with Eintracht Frankfurt, man. What a season they had in the Europa League. Like, unreal. They uh, ended up beating Rangers 5-4 in the penalty shootout. Do you know who missed the penalty sh- the last penalty? Uh, is it Diallo? No. Who is it? Aaron Ramsey. No. <laughs> Get out of here. No, Aaron Ramsey missed. I can't believe it. Oh, that's so crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. So he ended up missing the final penalty that helped Eintracht Frankfurt. But Frankfurt prior completely deserved to win the whole tournament, beating West Ham, beating oh. Barcelona. Like, they went on an unreal run so they, they had uh, the hardest road hardest road yes yeah so a lot of credit to them and then nick go ahead take it away yeah before i take it away they they had a horrible season in the bundesliga it don't matter because they're going to be in the champions league next season baby so they don't care yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they finished like 11th or something like that it's unreal i've never seen anything like that but going into the piece de la resistance real madrid Wins the Champions League one nothing from a goal from Vinicius Jr. Uh, ball played by Valverde. They he gets it in there. They they, they was that a ball? Was that a ball or was that a shot? I don't know, man. I think that's a ball because they have the same. They have videos of Vinicius scoring the same exact goal from Valverde in practice. So I just I just the like, strike the way he struck it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't care. Valverde is a monster, so it don't matter. Shot, pass, it don't matter. Uh, for them to, to win it, just extremely impressive season for them. You want to talk about the hardest road? Real Madrid have had the hardest road in the Champions League that I can remember. That I, like, I cannot remember a team going through the teams that they had to go through to win it. They literally beat, in, if, in people's opinions, if you had to rank the top five, Probably like four of the five best teams in the in the world, if you had to rank them, right? They beat PSG, they beat Man City, they beat Liverpool, uh, and I mean, they beat uh, they beat Chelsea as well. So like, it's just it's just crazy. Chelsea were the re- defending champions, and they also beat Inter Milan in the group stages. They redeemed themselves and beat Sheriff, right? The only team. To actually like win a game off of them, score points off of them in the group stages in the Champions League like that, but uh, I mean, incredible season, Lucas. Unbelievable season uh, by Real Madrid. One that we will, I will, I will never forget because, as you said before, I went to the Real Betis game when they played at the Bernabeu, and uh, unforgettable, unbelievable team. Uh, you know, and it's just crazy because they're gonna, they're gonna be just as good next year. You know what yeah. I mean? So so it, it'll be crazy to see what, what ends up happening here. It doesn't matter whether or not Mbappe joined us in, in hindsight because we won everything that we set out to, to win. So uh, incredible season. They play Eintracht Frankfurt in the UEFA Super Cup on August 10th. So that'll be cool to, to see. That's a rematch of a Champions League final that Real Madrid, I believe, lost 7-3. I can't remember, though. Uh, or, they, or they won 7-3, one or the other. Um, but yeah, other than that, Lucas, uh, unbelievable result, fun times. 
fun times at the Devon household. <laughs> no, that w- that was a crazy game. That was a crazy game. Courtois, man of the match, unreal performance by Courtois. Um, in my opinion, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. His his performance sealed it. That he was he's he is maybe not the best goalkeeper, but this season he was the best goalkeeper in the world. This season, the yeah. save, the saves that he made to keep them in in the real uh, the Liverpool game, the Manchester City game, his his foot save on Grealish, uh, where he literally skims it with the bottom of his cleats and saves it. Like those kinds of moments are are part of the reason that he's there. He wins his first Champions League, uh, and I mean he deserves it. Congrats to him. Hundred percent. Vinny turned it around. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I mean, you said you you guys are gonna be just as good next year. I think you guys are gonna be better next year. Yeah. Because I mean, we'll get into this if you want to transition over to it already. But I think you guys, before we get into the Champions League. Well deserved, hundred percent. Well deserved from a neutral stand standpoint. Real Madrid really did so well throughout the entire tournament. Had the toughest road, fully deserved to win the the whole thing. Again, finals could be wishy washy because it's not always the best team, but the entire run throughout was one hundred percent deserved uh, to win. Um, so kudos, congratulations. Next year, hopefully you repeat, just so Man City and Liverpool don't win. <laughs> yeah, man, thank you. Uh, great season. Benzema is going to be the uh, the Ballon d'Or winner as of right now, in my opinion. And uh, before we go into before we go into you know our, the transfers that have happened, uh, really quickly, just want to. I mean, we don't have to go into all the qualifying rounds and stuff, but just a shout out to to Wales for making it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like Bale, uh, I mean, Bale slated himself, if not already, as the greatest Welsh player uh, of all time. He scores the two goals against, uh, I believe, in, I forget who. He scores two goals to basically send them into the, the World uh, Cup qualifying final against Ukraine and shoots the deflected ball that leads to the Andre uh, Yarmolenko own goal. Hart goes out to Ukraine for, for losing it because, honestly, uh, They've been through so much, and I know that that country would have loved and would have deserved to be there at the World Cup. So it's it's tough on them, but at the same time, uh, congrats to, to Wales. Yeah. <laughs> there all right. You go. Um, all right. Now going into the best part of the summer, really. Yeah. You got to just say that. Transfers. We don't want to get into any speculations of what's going to happen what may happen down the line, how much, who's bidding on what, who's bidding on who, what bid war is going on. For this episode in particular, we will just talk about confirmed transfers and our thoughts. Yep. How does that sound, Nick? Sounds great to me, Lucas. Biggest one of the summer, Erling Holland from Borussia Dortmund to Manchester City. I hate it. Bro, what? <laughs> They're just going to get so much better already. No, dude, I know. I know. Uh, They're going to win it again next year. What's crazy is that th- what they paid for him, the transfer fee, was nothing. Uh, it was nothing because he had a transfer, uh, what's it called? What's that word? Uh, it's a release clause. He had a release clause. So Man City paid nothing. However, they're paying a lot in his weekly wages. Yeah. He's earning so much. But he's going to, if he stays healthy, 
I think he's going to outscore Mo Salah for the Golden Boot next year. Yeah, I mean, he he had a – it was only three seasons he spent – or two and a half seasons he spent in Dortmund, right? But he scored 86 goals in 89 games in all competition. He finishes scoring 29 and 30 after scoring 41 and 41. Uh, I mean, listen, his agent, I have nothing but respect for the business Holland does and, and how his agent does business because they negotiate the low-release clause for Dortmund. Uh, it gets paid by Manchester City, and then they also have – a lowish release clause for Manchester City after a certain number of seasons. I believe it's three seasons passes or something really? like that. Mm-hmm. So, so he he really has uh, a lot of freedom here, and that's not to say that he can't sign an extension for Man City, but he he most definitely can. But I mean, honestly, Lucas, I I it's it's hard for me to say, but I I do feel like Real Madrid will have a chance in the Champions League. But I just look at uh, I look at Man City signing Holland and Julian Alvarez as their their backup striker. I just I just feel like they are they are going to be the the team to beat in my opinion because because they already have the chemistry right it's not like PSG uh, where they just buy a bunch of players and put them together he just he fits so well so it'll be crazy to see it depends who they sell though because there I mean there are players that are out there that they may sell to other clubs so we'll see what happens there but I agree with you they're definitely the team to be at at the moment. Um, Next one, we had Nuno Mendes confirmed. He was on loan at PSG, but they essentially just bought out that contract. Brendan Aronson from RB Salzburg to Leeds United. This is a great signing for them. Um, I think it'll be good for him to get this Premier League experience ahead of the World Cup because it's going to be rough and rowdy over there. He won't be able to get the experience that he needs at RB Salzburg. Hopefully, he gets some good playing time with Leeds United. It's something to look out for, but uh, definitely a great signing there. I agree. Thoughts on that? No, no, I I ultimately agree with you. He's going to play great for them. Uh, I think he is, I mean, he, him, Reyna, Pulisic, like they are, they are basically the, the uh, like offensive crown jewels that the United States national team has. And so uh, I'm excited to see him play. He's going to, I don't feel like he will let us down. Yes, agreed. Um, Nicholas Sula from Bayern Munich to Borussia Dortmund on a free transfer. That that's a great signing for Dortmund. That could that could potentially switch the shift on Dortmund's team next year and Bayern's team. But I mean, like I said, it's it's always Bayern's league to win. Um, but it will make things closer. Tony uh, Rudiger, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I agree. And let's talk about Schlotterback, too, because he's he's also signing for Dortmund, right? So, yep. I, mean, I mean, their biggest weakness, they they can't stop conceding goals, is, is directly addressed with these two players. I think it's uh, slam dunk two A-plus signings for, for Dortmund. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, there's another Dortmund signing where they already replaced Erling Haaland, uh, mm-hmm. Kareem Adeyemi uh, from RB Salzburg. To be honest, I don't know much about him, but... You always trust Dortmund's scouts. <laughs> always trust their scouts. So uh, that's a player to watch out for. Um, Inter Milan losing Ivan Perisic to Tottenham. It's it's somebody that Conte just knows and he plays well with. He's going to be another fantastic signing for them if Conte stays, which I expect Conte to stay. And it's for free. Good, good business to start the window for them. Uh, Coutinho staying at Aston Villa. 
he was on loan, but they actually finalized the uh, the buyout. So he's staying at Villa for, I think, five uh, three-year contract. Uh, just so much going on. There's a lot. Iolini going from Juve to LAFC. MLS getting a little boost there on a free transfer. Another Italian going on a free transfer to the MLS, Lorenzo Insigne, which I hate this, to be honest. Why? Why do you because, hate it? Because he's still, like, 29. Sure. And he could have played, like, a few more seasons before going to the MLS. Uh, he just wanted the money. So, whatever. Uh, Matt Turner, we've talked about going to Arsenal. He's going to be a solid backup for the team. I think that may hurt his chances at starting for the U.S. national team. Um, but also, Stefan doesn't start either. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, it all depends on how they do in the FA Cup games, really, because they're the backups. I agree. Yeah. I mean, oh, Alexander Lacazette. Arsenal to Lyon, free transfer there. Yep. And then another free transfer, Divo Corrigi to AC Milan. Yep. I th- uh, I like Origi to to AC Milan. Uh, I think I think I'm sorry I cut you off when you said uh, we talked about Tony Rudiger to Real Madrid, but we talked about that signing already. Great signing by them. Uh, Dresses a weakness that they have in terms of center back depth. Uh, Origi deserves to get playing time. Yes. And I feel like he. Uh, should get a run of games at AC Milan, and I, I really want for him to succeed. He is a big game player, man. I mean, I he always scores goals in crucial moments, and I think that this is a good move for him. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's all the confirmed transfers that I ran through. Yeah, I mean, Lucas, I have nothing else to add. Uh, we're going to get into basically transfer rumors and speculations next week. But, uh, I mean, this is, this is long overdue. We ran through. We gave them a full hour of, uh, of footballing content. And, yeah, it was long overdue, but totally, totally worth it. Yeah, I, th- I feel like we let it all out. The fact that we were able to do all that in just under an hour, very impressive. I agree. I agree. I have, uh, I have one thing to add just talking about World Cup qualifying because Wales uh, are in a group with the Eng- uh, English national team, U.S., and Iran. I think it's just so crazy that we have Wales against England in a group and then the U.S. against Iran. Uh, it's going to be so interesting. To and then the U.S. against England. Can't yeah, the U.S. against England. So it's going to be so interesting to see, uh, see who comes out of that group. But I favor, I favor the U.S. and uh, England there, honestly. I don't know, man. I don't know. I no, I favor the US too, but Wales is not an easy team to beat. No, no, They're, not as ironic. Not as ironic because they drew last time, last World Cup. I remember they drew with Portugal, and that cost essentially Portugal a route to the uh, to the semifinals of the World Cup because because they drew right. They got placed on the left side of the bracket with like Brazil and like France and and Belgium. Versus on the right side where they would have played like Russia and a weak Spanish team and then Croatia. You know what I mean? So uh, Iran is not someone to be to be messed with. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I don't know if there's any techers to enjoy. Lucas, there is just uh, UEFA Nations League. Yeah, national team techers, I guess. But, um, but you know, we're going to miss club football for sure. We are going to miss club football. There was so much going on. Uh. 
I know. Did you want it? Did you yeah, want so, What sucks is the World Cup was supposed to start today. I know. I know, man. Recording this on Friday, June 10th, the World Cup was supposed to start today, but those damn Qatarians. I know. Do you, um, before we go, did you want to touch on the situation with the fans in the Champions League final getting into the stadium and the issues they had with the police? Say that again? Did you did you want to talk about the uh, the fans having troubles getting into the, the Champions League final? Yeah, I mean, uh, that is ridiculous. It's the Champions League final. How are there fake tickets going around? And how aren't the fans who have the actual tickets not getting in? I just don't understand that. And I mean, I've been to Paris. I've been to I've been to France. They're kind of reckless over there. Yeah. So uh, I'm not surprised by the antics. But for them to say that it's Liverpool fans and whatnot, I mean, I think the police just didn't do a good enough job either. It, I think it goes both ways. Fans were too reckless trying to get in. The UEFA wasn't prepared to have these fake tickets, and they allowed in these fake tickets, and the police just didn't do a good enough job. So yeah. that's my take on it. No, I agree with you. I think, uh, I mean, listen, Paris is a beautiful city, but the area of St. Denis, which is where the stadium is, is very dangerous, and, like, nobody wants to, you don't want to be around that area. Um, for... For for like people to get mugged, like fans to get mugged by people that the people that live there, or uh, to get pepper sprayed by the police and stuff, and then like that the interview with Annie uh, Robertson where he talks about you know his friends like getting tickets from him and not being able to get in because it's a fake ticket. I think that was the most damning interview, and uh, ultimately just feel bad for for those people that spent their good money on it and weren't able to to get into the game. Uh, because those tickets were expensive, Lucas. I like looked up the prices because you know I was in Europe and it came out to around like three grand a ticket. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, it was three grand a ticket when I looked. Maybe maybe it's different over there or for for people who are members of the football clubs and stuff, right? But but overall, insane. You know, is before we go, is there is there anything positive or or better that you would like to say before we conclude? No, I mean, enjoy the summer. Enjoy the transfers. Don't get too in-depth in these transfers because anything could happen. Yeah, what, what, You're going to see so many fake people out there that are going to say, oh, this guy signed with this guy, this guy, this guy signed with this guy. Like, let it go. Until it's announced by the teams, let it go. I actually saw something that said, imagine the clubs just held every single transfer quiet up until like August 1st yeah. and then on August 1st they have like an announcement tour and they go and it's like a it's like a show on TV where they just go and they bring introduce all these new signings each of the teams do that it would be it would be funny but yeah no just enjoy the summer don't get in the weeds with these transfers it'll just mess with your mind I agree. My mind has already been messed with. I can't stop checking like every hour. Um, exactly. It's tough, man. It's tough because, you know, you get into the flow of things and you're bored and you look on your phone and you're like, oh, I wonder if there's any transfers. And you, you hit the refresh and then like nothing happens. And then you do it again five minutes later. Um, it's tough, but I ultimately agree with you. I think I think your call is the right call. And I'm going to 
put a lock on my app for Reddit so I don't see anything. There you go. All right. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We'll catch you next week. Take it easy, guys.